Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi everybody, episode 155 of Sparta. My name's Brandon, Yoda B. With me in studio tonight is John. Hi John. Hi Brandon. And we've got Stu. What's up fuckers? There we go, that's perfect. And Glaren Swap Town! Hey, uh, how's it going? I like this new stinger you're putting on Clarence's name. You like it? Yep. Great, I'll keep doing it. It uh, makes me happy to do Yep. So let's get started with the biggest story right now, but the <laughs> one that makes us all the least happy, that would be the wild playoff There were at preview. least two things, it's possibly three things that you could have yeah, gone say, on to. I didn't know where you were going to go with that one. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely thought, because we just said, oh, we're going to start with the wild. And when you said that, I was like, oh, I guess oh. we're going to go with the twins first. Yeah, that's true. So you, okay, well, I, I guess I just mean the... Should be the most newsworthy event is a, a one of our teams is in the playoffs. It yep. doesn't happen very often. It's happening. You know now. who's probably ex- super excited is uh, President Kaler. Like he's like doing cartwheels. <laughs> Nobody is paying any attention. <laughs> have, have you heard one thing about the Gophers athletic director search about the forty nine man search started? committee? For like, yeah, for like two weeks, you haven't heard a thing because it's just been nothing. pushed off the front page of every paper because everything else is just a tire fire right now. With every Twins loss and every Parisi herniated disc, Kaler just gets happier and happier. Yeah. That's one more page. It's not devoted to my idiocy. He picked the right market because it's been pretty shitty around here for a long time so we probably had to know going into it like it's fine it's fine he there came will from be Stony Brook. he didn't even know they had sports teams here yeah it's true uh okay so so give me a give me the skinny i think i would say that we are the most knowledgeable hockey podcast in the state in in the north state. america in including north america. canada like i i would say 50 percent of us watch 50% of the games-ish. Yeah, and so by that you mean the NHL games, not just the wild games. NHL, yeah. We've got it covered. So you guys are the experts. Break it down for me. What are we uh, What are we thinking? This is one versus eight. Is that right? Correct. The wild are the worst playoff team in many years. Okay. They and have lost, I think, five more games than they won this year. And Dallas is legitimate. They're a Dallas good team. Dallas is a good team. Offensive powerhouse, if you will. Uh-huh. So it's all riding on uh, Dave Dubnik's shoulders. Is that right? I think that would be fair to say. Chocolate the, Thunder? The one. I'm going to start with the one silver lining, and then we can complain from then on. Thank you. The one silver lining is if you look at the Wild and Dallas' season series, I think they played five times 
the Wild won once in regulation, Dallas won once in regulation, and then the Wild lost three overtime games to Dallas, which was always going to happen because the Wild are slow and old. Yep. And Dallas is the fastest team in the league. Mm. So in the playoffs, you don't get the three-on-three overtime, so maybe that's a leveler. That's my only silver lining. That's it. It's the best you can do. Yep. Now, to go to the non-silver linings, everybody's hurt for the Wild. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, they're also playing terribly, having lost five in a row. And I think there's a pretty good chance they're going to be the one of the first teams ever to be booed off their own home ice in the playoffs. There seem to be, not not just us, you know, the sport, for any new listeners, we at the Sportive don't mind being out on a limb on our own. We don't mind being on an island. We will say anything. We will stick to our guns, and if we're the only people in town speaking truth, that's just where we live. We're on that island. Power. It's... Truth to power is basically what we're all about. Truth to power is what we've been about. Uh, it's how we found each other. So mm-hmm. we've always been uh, negative on this wild team saying they're a bunch of pretenders. But it sounds like other people are getting on that bandwagon. Is that right? Do you think? Because I'd like to think most years, casual fans, no matter what, will perk up and go, oh, playoffs, that'll be fun. We'll go cheer like crazy for this team, even if we don't always, you know, we can just show up and support a good team. Doesn't sound like the general consensus is that people are going to be doing cartwheels for the Wild this year. Is that right? I was waiting for Clarence to jump in there, but I think he's just given up on this team already. He's already out. I ha- yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't care about him. The, it's amazing because this is the first Wild versus Dallas playoff series mm-hmm. which, since, since Dallas moved. Since Dallas moved, it should. You would think it would be an absolute. Town-wide activity. Yep. On paper, this, this is big. Yeah, on paper, this is one of the biggest weeks in Wild history. And yet, because they just have been playing so depressingly and everybody's hurt and they had such a depressing season, it's more like, please let this be over quickly. Please don't let them suffer. Please don't let anyone nationally notice when we get beat 88-1 to in every single playoff game. But don't you think this team is hateable enough that they are going to keep it close just just to be jerks? Probably. They're actually going to turn it like, on in the playoffs. That if they win that first game, everybody they'll have short memories. That's true. If somehow the Wild win the first game, people will be right back to where they were. Including you? Mm, I don't know if I'm ready to love again. I know uh, you're struggling. It's been a, it's been a tough I'm winter so and spring. So angry with this coaching staff and with these players, I just don't like them, and I want them to leave. Mm-hmm. And them winning makes them stay. Yep. They're just so. But broad, I like such a broadly unlikable team. But I, there's players that I like very very much that I want to stay, and if they lose, the chances of them staying decreases. So I, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel. I'm not there yet. Give me the three. So I do that um, as well sometimes when I find myself rooting against a team, even though I don't want to be rooting against them, or I know I'm trying to just get over it. So I try to pick out specific players or specific reasons or fans or something of like, all right, I'm. I'd rather cheer for the Cavs last year for the NBA, but I like the Warriors, so I'm going to just find a few players there to actually root for. So can you give me a few things that somebody like me, a regular-ass hater, 
uh, can root for with this wild team because I know the general consensus of why we don't like them and why they're annoying and why they piss us off. But there's what are the what's the silver lining? What are the what are the little nuggets of of likability? Is it a couple players, a couple young guys that work their ass off that are like overachievers? Likeability. That's knowledge. exactly it. All right, you put your uh, you put your finger right on it. Some young skilled guys that work very hard. All right, all right, give they it to have, me. Who they are have they? A handful of them. Charlie Coyle? Nino. Nino. Charlie Coyle. Eric Nino. Uh, yep. Um, uh, I would I would lump Marco Scandella in that list. He's not old. He's young, skilled. He gets overlooked some aspects. I mean, Matt Dumba uh, seems to work have, fairly hard. He just screws up a lot. I, you know, he's he's still re- he's still very young, but and he does put in the work. Um his penalties, his bad plays, in my opinion, are a result of over-eagerness. I'd rather have a guy take a penalty for being too aggressive than have a, a guy take a penalty like Miko who, because he's water skiing. You know, he's, he <laughs> hooks a guy around the around the waist and then goes for a ride because he's lazy and doesn't want to move his feet. Yeah, goes, yeah he's out on, he, you know, he's out on Horseshoe Lake. Just give him the thumbs up. Go faster. Go faster. Building walls. Uh, that's the, he's on a boge. He's on a hook of boge. <laughs> Building walls. Uh, is that enough, Brandon? Is that, is that, do you need more? God, I'm trying. You know, I, I don't know those players, obviously, so it makes me happy when my friends are happy. So you guys are on record that you don't like the team, but you're still you're still gonna do a fist pump if they pull off an upset, right? Well, of You'll be yeah. So that that'll uh, make me a little bit. I happy. don't know about that. I mean, not even a little minor in your in your recliner, a little minor fist pump if they win in seven. Over the my hated Dallas Stars. That helps, right? That they're hated. Seven-year-old loves them. My seven-year-old loves them, and he would be very happy for, if they won. So that will give me joy. Him so being our, happy our will make you. Dennis is like putting up Norm Green socks on the sportive Twitter account every day. So I mean, our That's intern right. is going to be happy about that. Yep, the intern loves That's it. That's good. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis, thanks, Dennis. Denny, thanks, Denny. Yeah, Denny. God, he tries so damn hard. So we're doing, we're doing, we're doing it for, uh, we're, we're doing, doing it for, for Lil Den yep. and yep. Uh, Junior Swamp Town. <laughs> little, little baby Clarence. Internet, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know me, Brandon. I do. No matter what I say right now, when the puck drops in the first game, I'm going to be the angriest, loudest. Yeah. Potentially most depressed wild fan there is. Your face will have been automatically painted somehow. Yep. Just without, just by like squeezing your faces. By yeah. the time the puck Her. drops, I will have convinced myself that despite the injuries and despite the deeply, deeply flawed team, lackadaisical, this might loafers. be the team that can go all the way. This might be it. This could be it this year. So, John, all you would ask, I was going to ask John, you know who I'm going to ask because I think even he knows this because he's Mr. Puck. Stu, I Stu. call him Mr. Mr. Puck. Puck. Yeah, yep. Mr. Puck. Stu, what is the most important position in playoff hockey? Um, well, I think it's the goalie. It's the hot goalie theory. Am I right about that? You're 100% correct. Mr. Puck. John, who has the better goalie? The Wild 
or I love when he simplifies <laughs> things like this for if you answer you the must wild be. have the better goalie wild, wild gets better goalie really they well, do dallas has a history so, of forgetting to play defensemen which hurts their it's goalie. common it's common uh, however you want to shake it the wild goaltender is has more talent let's see right now than the dallas goaltender tandem Oh, that they got a tandem. Said, they got a they got a little ham and egg well, going on yeah, over there, or what? I've, a little bit. I mean, there's some controversy, and I'm I'm getting there. What I'm playing into is what would make me happy is if like the Dallas is a good team. They uh, you know they finished first. They are a very good team, but you can sense from their fan base that they don't fully believe because of the goaltender situation. Mm-hmm. There's some trepidation there. Like if they were super cocky, like Blackhawk fans are normally. I would revel in them losing. I could overlook my hatred of the wild coaches and some wild players mm-hmm. in order to be happy for the wild beating Dallas if their fan base was just a little bit more cocksure. Yeah, so it themselves. helps that they're you know, so self-aware. A, it actually hurts this your case right now. It does. It, so it makes me. I wish that they weren't so like ah, God, Miami kind of worries me a little bit. That's too realistic. I wish they were more like ah, fuck it. If they were already talking about the second round, that I it would make me happier if the Wild beat them in that sense. But they're not the one. The ones that I see are more like, I don't know about this goalie situation. I will say, of all my friends, you are the most happy when other people are miserable. When it comes to sports, sports, absolutely. of course, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sports wise, yeah. So that's a bummer. Yeah, I wish they would be more like Packers fans, or you know, yeah, just yeah. fuck, just fuck. I mean, you. Blackhawks fans are, I think, the Packers fans of the NHL. Are they really? Even down wow. to the, even down to their team being awful for like do, three do, straight do, decades, do, 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 and then all of a sudden they oh, got good, and they're like, "Oh they have yeah, a stupid I'm song? the biggest Blackhawks fan in the world." Screw yeah. you! Right down to the fact that they have a stupid song. Right yep. down, just to like the uh, Rundgren, the Fratellis. Yeah, they both have. Yeah, the dude, dude, and then the yep. bang on the drum. Bang on the drum all day. Stupid song. No, it's bad. You're right. It's bad. But Dallas doesn't have a stupid song, as far as I know. I mean, we're going to find out. Maybe in two games, I'll come to hate their fans just as much. And what? then I can... I don't know. We'll what if see. the first home game, Dallas is like, we're going to bring out our the the biggest star of our franchise, and like Madonna comes out and does like a ceremonial puck drop. And then do you like... Mm. If they came out wearing North Star jerseys, then I might like. Then I might drive down. Drive down, yeah. yeah. You got it. You got it. On the plane, it's fourteen hours. If you don't have to stop too much, it's uh, timed it out. They're frisking Clarence at airport security. He's got twelve sets of brass knuckles, fourteen knives, assault rifle. Yeah, you can't bring a sword on the plane. Sir, you can't bring any. Repel onto the ice from the ceiling. Just start fighting everybody. Oh, that would be bad. Yep, I think their fans, the, the ones I've only I went to two games when I was down there, but their fans didn't seem to care enough to be hated. They're it's, indifferent towards hockey. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, it's just sort of a light entertainment for them. It's, yeah, it, it's no, they I have no emotional them, but... attachment to it. It's just generally, yeah. if it's you like pick your Lynx basketball. Yeah, Lynx basketball. We're like, oh, they won. That's fucking great. And they're fun to watch. But I'm not going to, my day will not be ruined by Lynx basketball. It's just not going to happen. I wonder how many years it'll be before my day is actually ruined by Lynx basketball. Yeah. I I think a few more years. I think WNBA is on the cusp. You think so? 
for yeah. you, for you, because okay. they've been for around you. long enough, and our team has been good. That I think it's coming, and maybe it's coming for Dallas hockey fans too. But today is not that day. You're probably not the best person. Your day can be ruined by like finding regional bocce ball oh, championships <laughs> on ESPN. You was a like, big loss. That guy, <laughs> big loss for America. Yet again this year, <laughs> France cheats. I'm sorry. Well, that's probably France true. are bocce ball cheaters. I believe that. You don't have to tell me that twice. I totally believe that. <laughs> Those fuckers. Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna try to hold on to Denny the intern and Clarence Junior. Yep. and a couple of the young guys that work their ass off and are underappreciated, and that's gonna be what's gonna make us root for these guys and we're yep. going to ignore everything mm-hmm. else we're going to ignore that the four highest paid players on the wild i hate and the healthy scratches and well we like torchetti right or mm. would it be fun to win for him or he's just a you hired can like gun? him you can like him okay I, so I you're going to make a case for he does seem very nah. much like mike yo with a boston accent ah gotcha. i don't like him Gotcha. I already just I've decided. So we're done with him too. All right. So the owner we don't give a shit about. The GM we don't give a shit about. Well, the owner's from Wisconsin, win. so we care. Oh fuck that guy! Damn it! Yet another spy. Running, guys. Yet another spy. So so we've got the two kids. We got yep. the and one of them is a pretend person. Yeah, exactly. So we have one real human being. Yep. Is Clarence's kid. <laughs> That's it. And Dennis the intern. <laughs> Dennis the sportive intern. Mm-hmm. Our made up. Thanks, intern. Dennis. Hey, thanks, Danny. Thanks for keeping track. Give me a beer. Uh, okay. Don't look at me. <laughs> no eye contact. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this starts uh, Thursday, Sunday, and then on to next week at some point, right? Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, yep. Friday, something or another. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Which um, I appreciate them. Uh, the one person that actually cares about it will be in bed by the time the game starts. <laughs> that's that, Really, well, he make it to watch half an hour. That's that's great, Batman. They're starting the game at eight thirty. It's a it's a central game. Jesus Christ! There's got to yeah, be a reason, it's, right? There's somebody you know, that was fairly smart to figure this out. It's yeah, the, yeah. It's the same game. Game. starting at eight thirty. Yeah. So that's wait, exactly it. I'm sorry, I missed it. Why why not at seven o'clock? Because there's another game. Because they start the East Coast games at seven. They allow two and a half hours for those. Uh. And then the West games, even if they're in the central time zone, have to start at 8.30 p.m. central time. Oh, yeah, because hockey is such a national sport, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, anybody gives a shit about You know, there's so many other... people who are watching the Rangers and the Flyers that are like, boy, I'm sad to be missing uh, that I, wild I'm not going to fucking game. flip channels. Give me a break. Uh, i got to oh. focus all my attention on Rangers, Flyers. Well, that's ridiculous. It's like all of it's delusional. Stuff. Yes. It's just hopeful. All of Houston just had a collective heart attack. I'm watching the Astros Royals game, and yeah. Altuve and Correa just crashed into each other. Oh, God. Going oh, for no. a ground ball up are the they, middle. Are they oh, both still Jesus. down on the field? They're just fine. They're laughing now, but all of Houston just had. Just, yeah. Jesus. East be, Texas. <laughs> I did, and I don't even give a shit about him. Oh my god! It's like I'm, a preview of when Sanoa and Buxton running. I was just gonna say, I'm just That's envisioning exactly right. like a lazy right center fly ball, and like, well, fucking kill me now. Oh my Everyone god! Everyone in the stadium's I, just yelling, "No, Miguel! Just no!" Let that go, Miguel. Just let it go. I'm sorry for the tangent there, but oh, holy crap! Yeah, they crash right square into each other. Yikes! Okay, so <sighs> so give me your prediction. Um, on the series for the wild stars in five. Okay. Okay. What do you got Clarence? 
I am don't care enough to make a prediction. I'm I'm ang- I'm so angry. I'm protesting a prediction. You won't even play along. That's how no, mad you are. Not going to. Are you, you going to watch the games, Clarence? That's a yes. Come on. Uh, give us a prediction. Sitting on the couch. Many, what else are you going to watch? Give me, Give us a prediction of your average number of beers consumed during each game. God, it sucks too because I got Friday off work, so like a Thursday oh, late game. Ideally, I would be like. Normally, I would be excited for this opportunity. Yep. That's how angry they've made me. You're checking with me and Brandon about what, what a really good high ABV IPA is. Yeah. Is. That's <laughs> normally <laughs> my... How many good nights can I have until I die? 5.30 Thursday, I'd be, I'd be at the liquor store, yeah, <laughs> asking. <sighs> Son of a bitch. I don't know. What is the highest alcohol substance that can still legally be called beer, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I think that'd be Bud Light with this Bacardi 151 poured into it. I'm a friend of the, friend of the program, Josh. Um, CD12 Josh on Twitter had a 17% um, like an imperial stout. It's like a tweak Jesus. by Avery out of Colorado. So you have to chew it. Yeah, basically. He said it was really good, but it, it'll... Uh, Make your eyes roll back. That's like having a pint of, like, yeah. peach schnapps. Oh, hey, I'm, t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink a liter of apple pucker and just pass out. Strong. Hey, how I mean, bad of an idea is um, this? Uh, Clarence, you don't have to work on Friday. Uh, what if I call you at, like, 11.15 after the game's over and press record and get your recap of the game after you're, like, 17 beers deep? Bad idea or the worst idea you've ever heard? <laughs> That's a super, super bad idea. <laughs> it's gonna right, get us all into some trouble. Tired me. <laughs> it's gonna get so us drunk even and the... tired, and they probably are gonna lose. It's just a bad combo. You're anonymous, and still will somehow get arrested for some of the things you're saying. <laughs> this is gonna be yeah. like the time we recorded during the Vikings Cardinals game, and Clarence got drunk in three minutes and just ended up swearing at the game the That's whole right. time. Is that the one where Stu continued telling us what was happening? Exactly, at- <laughs> exactly that game. Well, first down, Stu. <laughs> Stu, <laughs> go ahead and watch the game. Just shut up. <laughs> what? No, I'm not going to do that. What a disaster of an episode that was. A lot of fun, though. Yeah. A lot people, of fun. People liked it, which was I just think so. That's, people that's enjoyed it. America was doomed, really. Hearing the hope in our voices, knowing what was about to happen. I bet, yeah. I bet they thought that was hilarious. It's probably just makes you feel better listening to us being like, boy, I'm I'm a regular person compared yeah. to these clowns. Boy, I'm very calm. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've got calm. my shit together. <laughs> I feel great. Oh, boy. All right. So, uh, I don't know, just for fun. Stu, do you want to give a prediction? Um, Let's go stars and six. Brandon? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to say stars in six as well. I thought for sure you were going to be just, I was going to be, and I can't like, even, five. I was going to do it and I was like, Oh, what the fuck? I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> There's no money writing on this. No, I couldn't care less. Uh, all right. Well, that's any other last words for your wild preview. I kind of just Not- want this season to be over. Totally fair. That's our wild. Hey. When is the season over? Yeah. Boy, now we get to move on and talk about the twins. Aren't you excited about that? Let me quick break in here. Um, since we have a couple of, uh, let's see, we have allegedly have Seattle listeners and Boston fan listeners. Um, I'll do a quick, uh, let's see, we're going to the twins, right? 
Yep. Yep. So um, let me quick uh, for our Seattle listeners, um, just listener. point out um, one listener. Um, Felix Hernandez, the Mariners pitcher, is the unluckiest pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball. That's true. Um, this is this is from ESPN Sweet Spot blog. Um, he has had forty five starts where he's given up zero or one run and pitched over seven innings and not gotten a decision or lost. Holy crap. It's thirteen point four percent of the starts in his career. So like Holy shit. Three or four times a year he will put up a zero or a one in seven innings. And Boy, why doesn't he just pitch to the score? Do they say in that blog the percentage of time that, that turns into a win typically? Is it like seventy percent or something? Or uh, if that's thirteen, he should have thirty extra wins, right? Well, Something like that. For pretty much He's all playing. of Felix's career, the Mariners have had trouble scoring runs. Yeah. But especially in the last couple of years, they're on to a several-year-long streak of scoring an absurdly low number of runs when he starts. Is it because of their state? It's not their stadium only, right? No. I've, Safeco is fairly cavernous, but but not a crazy Not that degree. cavernous. Right, right. They're just bad. They're bad yeah. at baseball. Well, they... The thing is, they've been sort of normal, except when Felix pitches. And then they're like, yeah, we don't have to hit tonight. Yeah, fuck it. I'll just work on some stuff up there. Yep. I don't really need to get a hit. I'm going to hit right-handed tonight, I think. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought Gotta that I could be out. a switch hitter. So you don't know if you try. don't try. That's the that's my point of view. Well, that's a real bummer. So, Stu, you have trivia for just for the for the Mariners? Also, apparently have, uh, Boston I, figured just like a, I just figured a quick minute, you know, hit on both a Seattle sports thing and a Boston sports thing would be good enough for the... Okay, so I totally agree with you that Felix is... listeners that we have. <laughs> we got to uh, we gotta treat him like gold. Mm-hmm. You treat your yeah, audience right. like gold. That's we're broadening how, that's the base. That's yep. what we do. It's, it's very important. So Seattle listeners, please tell your friends... I know of a podcast where they talk about Seattle yep. for one minute. Every so often. They but we love Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he did win the Cy Young when he had like 12 wins or something, right? He was like yes. 12, 14 or something like that. But his ERA was like 0. 0.2. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. Yeah. That's progress, yeah. though. That's progress. Yeah. Way to go, old white man. We yell at you a lot, but you deserve some credit this time. Way to go. This one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next... Baseball. Do you want to go over to the East Coast and give us a Boston update, or is it just no, we'll, Seattle? We'll, we'll, cover, we'll cover them when we go to basketball. Oh, all right, all right. Boy. So it's time for our world-famous annual 4.3% twin season in review. So they're 4.3% done with what has been worse than our worst imaginations could have given us. No joke we could have told. Would have had them this bad. This would have been one of our parody episodes where we were like, oh, and seven, nobody can hit worth a shit except Mauer. Like, you would never have said that or thought that except if you were in a joke episode. The one thing we weren't worried about was them scoring runs. The yeah. one thing. And we like, worried the about. main person we had given up on was Joe Mauer. Like, <laughs> not me. That guy. He was my bro. <laughs> That's true. That's oh, true. John, John, 4.3% right. (laughs) He was. He was. Well, John feels like 4.3% of a genius right now. That's Mm -hmm. as high as I ever get. That's a new... 4.3% of a genius. As a PR. (laughs) Write that one down. John just PR'd. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. Um, Still, it's been a bad 4.3%, Brandon. It's been real bad. The Twins are... 
I, I made a joke, I think, in the first or second game about how they were going to strike out 2,000 times this year. They are not too far off a pace that would see them <laughs> yeah. strike out 2,000 times this year. And this is, we. I think the new smart guy thing is strikeouts are fine so long as you're getting deep into accounts and having good at-bats. Yeah. I think the Twins just heard the first part of that sentence and then, like, moved on yep, and they, like, like, flipped the page. Yeah, strikeouts are fine. <laughs> strikeouts are fine. Move on. They're okay. not moving anything up. <laughs> strikeouts are fine as long as you're matching them with a bunch of walks, <laughs> which is the other outcome. And also power hitting, which is also an other common yes. outcome. We meant to say three and two strikeouts are fine because you yes. got three balls. Good job. Every once in a while, those will turn into walks. You're not doing that. Ed Rosario has never seen a fucking pitch he won't swing at. No. He's pitching at pitch outs, swinging at pitch outs, warm ups, anything. He He's doesn't give a shit. He's going up there during other people's at bats and swinging. <laughs> In the stands, batting peanuts out of the usher's hands. It's He's, ridiculous. He's showing up at other games and striking out. <laughs> Ed Rosario struck out nine times bag for on Boston. The ground. <laughs> he swung at the rosin bag a couple times. <laughs> He's just out there trying to beat up second base with a bat and missing. First baseman throws his gum out. Rosario runs out, tries to swing at it. <laughs> He's jumping into the bullpen in between pitches <laughs> on defense and just swinging and missing. Oh, Jesus, Ed. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to. I don't know what to think. It. It really has truly been. Joe Maurer's been great, but he's been who he is. You know, a yep. lot of singles. Yep. Uh, our guy, Ed Escobar, has looked awesome. He's got a just beautiful swing. Good power. I love he's it. Already got, like, five doubles or something. Like yeah, he's, a just, he's a doubles mm-hmm. machine. Looks great. Um, and that's it. That's yep. the end. There's Everybody not even anything that... Good. Okay, no, sorry. Okay, Ricky Nolasco. Ricky Nolasco's curveball <laughs> really was on game. point. <laughs> That start. He pitched a really good game. He did. He looked great. That's a great curveball. I don't know if I want to want to plan on that happening yeah. for the rest of the season, yeah. but but it was on. You shut and he down a really it. good lineup for seven innings, and that's I mean that's more than you can ask for from your fifth starter. So are these guys just just rusty? I mean, Sano looks absolutely lost up there. He looks yeah. like Kenneth Vargas two point oh. Yeah. Just like wait a minute, I thought you were supposed to be good. Yeah. And, wait a second, you were good at this. We saw you. Yeah, he. I mean, he just looks lost. I mean, that's a slump, and we we saw it a little bit last year too. I remember him going on these moments of four or five games in a row where all of a sudden he had like fourteen strikeouts, right? Where he just can for some reason and is he's, completely lost. Like he's streaky every, in a crazy way. After every strikeout, he's yelling at himself like Pedro Serrano too. It's exactly like Pedro Serrano. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. So that is not great. Buxton obviously is struggling. I don't think anybody is too shocked at how he's looked. I mean, I think we're hoping at this point of save us a bunch of runs on defense and hit some balls, bounce some balls off the plate and get infield singles. That's that's good for us. Yeah, he's got to make contact first. He's got to make contact, yep. And, uh, yeah. Ploof has struck out a million times. Park has struck out a million times. Molly is overmanaging a little bit too, getting a little getting a little tight, isn't he? I feel like there's been a few substitutions where I'm like, dude, you don't need to. Yeah, Danny. I don't know. It's it's fine, but I, Danny Santana doesn't need to be in the game right now. Which yeah, he won't be because now he's hurt. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then bunting with Suzuki again. I don't know who the hell called that or what you're doing. I think but they just, said that he did it on his own. 
He's just Which like, no, guys, I'm worse than you guys think I am. Yeah. I'm really bad at this. I got I'm no chance of hitting the ball out of the infield. <laughs> I know that would only get that guy up 3-2 and we'd still be losing, but that's exactly how bad I am. Yep. This is what I'm going to do right now. I'd just probably pull him for a little while if that's what he's, if he's bunting on his own for absolute. I mean, he just, what a terrible, terrible play mm-hmm. that was. The best case scenario was it was a bad baseball play. The yep. best case. And as you're making it more likely right, that we lose, it would rise to a terrible move. Right, because it was three to one in the eighth inning, or was it the seventh? Or I don't think it matters too much. No, no, it's terrible. In Not the first matter. inning, it was still a bad decision. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. They're just scrapping. They're scrapping right now. I'm real worried about our guy Glenn Perkins. Real worried. He yeah, threw – his velocity was down in spring training. That's and the whole thing. It's the velocity. Someone yeah, asked 95, him. That's, that's bad. That that's is a big – yeah. Helpful. Someone asked him, and he was like, well, I just haven't tuned it up yet. And everyone said, okay. That well, maybe you should good. have it ready like a week before the game – the games yep. count. Like then not he gets the week into a after. game. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise! You can't throw the ball very fast. Doesn't look good for Glenn Perkins. Right? Well, uh, Those are four at least, very important. At least rounds. there's other bullpen options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're about three weeks away from Glenn Perkins going on the disabled list with a mysterious ailment. Oh, he's it's got going to be the back. Neck. Tightness. The back never fully healed. That's what we're going to hear. Yeah. I back wonder what it's. Heal. That's my call. That's your call for the uh, official word or what's actually going on? Or both? Mm, well, I, how the hell would we know that what's really going on? We no. would never find that out. No, I. That's what they'll say. Yeah, exactly. And I don't expect us to ever know. I don't think that's the way the world works. But I am curious on what actually is going on. Is he's He's not so many surgeries deep that this is just the way it should be nowadays, right? I mean, he's 30, mm-hmm. 32, 33. No, you, you think there would be a little more there still. Yeah. It just maybe he's taking the bright, the, the optimist would say it's going to, it's going to take him a little longer to get back where he needs to get to. But, and can you remind um, me what was his, uh, was it back at the end of the year last year or was it other mm-hmm. issues as well? Yeah, it was back last year. Back. So he he said, his... He's had other stuff though, hasn't he? He had a neck. One year, yeah, that's right. The neck issues, his neck, his back. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We'll leave it there. Well, that's it. Yes. I don't know if that's you guys the end of that song. It just says those four words, and then the song ends. <laughs> you guys are laughing, but I genuinely don't know what you're. Oh, you about. don't? Okay. Well, Wade, uh, why don't you send John the lyrics from uh, Rap Genius of, yes. uh, by, of Kia of K H I A? My neck, my back. Yeah, and there's a couple other. It's a fun a song. It's a real fun there. song. Did you even I know that one? I think because of the vulgarity <laughs> is how I know that one. Yeah, you people uh, just said like Clarence very vulgar. The thing. tractor beam sort of did you in there? Just <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait a second, because it might be playing in the background. Some yeah. there's probably a billion rap songs playing that I never notice. It's yep. just background noise to me. But when those words come up, hard to, hard to miss. What was, <laughs> yeah. what was that now? That'll, what did she say? That'll break through the clutter. Oh, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. That single to noise thing really came in. Oh. She wants me to do the what now? To the no, pardon? Okay. Okay. Ooh. Sure. Kids these days. I don't know if any of you guys heard the the Twins Insider Star Tribune podcast that they recorded. Twin Insider. At 
Perfect. They had an event on opening day or whatever and had mm. Jack Morris and Lavelli, Neil, and Dave St. Peter and stuff there. Oh, but boy. It was right in the middle. They were talking about Hughes and Perkins. I think they were specifically talking about Hughes. Mm-hmm. And Jack Morris, just sort of, out of, sort of out of nowhere, called them out to be like, you know, last year I'd go in there a lot when other guys were outside working on stuff or guys were in the weight room working out and there's Hughes and Perkins sitting on the desk in the club in the trainer's room doing nothing and eating or something like that. Oh, the called out Hughes for, thing yeah, again. Called out Hughes for getting fat last year and having to lose a bunch of weight in the offseason and Perkins just for being lazy, which was a little strange because that's not what you expect from Jack Morris. Yeah, Cause that's right. Because as a former player, he's just sort of part of the cabal that protects each other. So... And I can see him being more of the, I would think, a more old school guy might be like, I don't give a shit what you do. It's, yeah, you don't you know, need to Get lift. your arm right, and who gives a shit about this exactly. conditioning BS? He's a grump, though. I mean, he's a grumpy. He is a grump. I did a, when I was at Target, I um, worked on the Target field opening, so I was able to do some events with some of these old Twins guys. And we did two events, two or maybe three with him, and he just... Just a grump. Just exactly what you'd expect from talking to Jack. Just, oh, well, I don't fucking bother. I you know. <laughs> and there's like, you know, the old lady from finance is just asking him some regular old question. And he's like, what about 100 pitches? Just BS with these kids. You know. He's like, jeez. <laughs> I love uh, it. Just great, yeah. Jack. But I asked you if you needed your parking yeah. validated. Susan asked for a picture. I don't know why you. <laughs> so, I mean, a good guy, though. Not like in a, not like in a bad way know. at all. but. I tried. I waged a Twitter campaign to try to get Mike Rand to ask him about oh, the time geez. he set women women in journalism back by fifteen years. Oh, but right, he did say something yeah. pretty rude. Was it to a journalist for the New York Times or something? He didn't say it to a female it's journalist. Right but somebody somebody asked him about female reporters in the clubhouse, and he said, "The only time I want to talk to a woman while I'm naked is if I'm on top of her or she's on top of me." Right, right, which was I think helpful for big for people who wanted to keep women out of the clubhouse everywhere and help give them cover to continue making sure that people couldn't do their jobs, which probably, I think is really a good thing. Probably something you should just keep to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mike wouldn't sure. ask him about that in public, which I'm not surprised by. Yeah, because it was like a celebration. Yeah, day. it was like a fun. Thing. <laughs> hey, Mike Rand, start to be. <laughs> well. You know what? Clarence, bother- Clarence bothers Mike every day. I figured I could do some of it, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's fun to pull a Clarence once in a while. Yep. It feels weird, though. He's so good at it. I know. Every I time really I do it, I'm like, I'm bad, bad at, at this. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Clarence, you have to teach us. You have Struck to teach us the perfect ways. perfect balance of, like, yeah, I don't know. Of just, annoying your friends on Twitter. But, like, in a, a harmless my... way. No one's ever going to be like, fuck you. I mean, sometimes I am. But yeah. most of the time, I'm not. <laughs> most of the times when everyone in the world is laughing at you as you're arguing with Clarence, you're like, dang it. <laughs> How? Why? <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I'm not teaching you how to do my job. I take my job. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, where were we? We're talking about Glenn. We're talking about the twins. About Glenn, and we hope it gets Glenn better. Oh, I was hoping you forget the anymore, and we just started to go tangent. The tangents were more fun. Yeah. So they all probably. I mean, we were bitching about the one and seven start last year, and I, again, I, I don't think, I don't think it's just because it happened the one year means it's going to happen again this year. So I don't think the whole summer will be an absolute loss loss of a of a season absolutely but you know i don't want to 
again, this is the 4.3% season review, but uh, that's a pretty bad 4.3%. It's going to make it a lot tougher for the rest of it because this isn't, is going to be a competitive year to begin with, right? Isn't there a small mm-hmm. part of you, though, that wants them to challenge the 0-21 record set by the Orioles? You know, a I... A little part of you? I am uh, a cynic at times. My problem with the Twins being bad is that it sort of ruins the summer. It really does. You know? Like, mm-hmm. no matter how much I hate the front office and make fun of them for being archaic and dumb and, and wasting a lot of years in my time, I just want them to kind of be interesting to watch. Just, that's all I care. It's all I, that's my only, I just want, when I go out to like a rooftop patio bar with the Twins game on the corner, I actually be like, hey, what's the score? What's going on? And for years, it was like, I don't fucking, who's even pitching? Unless it was my guy, Andy Albers, for the most part. I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but we've run down the names of all those guys where it's like, DeVries? I'm not watching that game. Sam Deduno? Sam Deduno, I'm not watching that not game. Watching it's that game. not fucking possible. Johan Pino? God, no kidding. Not watching that game. Yeah. So I don't want it. I don't. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think it will come to that. But there's a very big part of me that doesn't think that because I just don't want that to happen. I, I which hear is a bummer. What, I hear what you're saying. As a confirmed introvert, I need the twins because there's a lot of social gatherings in the summer, and I need there to be a TV in some corner of the room mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I can just go stare at intently, and people can be like, "Oh, he just wants to see how the twins game is going." Not, oh, he's afraid of talking to other people. Yeah, it is important though. Not even socially, but. Um, how important is TV around family functions? Man, it makes every... Oh, mm-hmm. When there's a Thanksgiving, basketball on Christmas, I don't give a shit. There yep. needs to be something on. Mm-hmm. And when that's bad, when that's you know when they're bad, it's kind of over. So I don't know what I think. Besides, I'm just hoping they turn it around. Yep. Four wins in a row. Four and seven isn't great, but it's still... We're back. But it's not the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah. No one will remember you're four, you were 0-7 if you're then 10-7. and 7. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Phrase as old as time, John. Yeah, boy, I feel like we say that every summer. Um, so let me ask, I think we've already basically gotten to the answer. Is there anything in this 4.3% of the way through the season that is legitimately concerning beyond? Per- I think Perkins, that's for sure. Like, I don't give a shit how far away or how far into the season. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market we are that's yep. concerning he's looked terrible yep um i feel like may has had a couple bad outings but 
I'm not super worried about it. Jepsen, kind of the same deal. Um, Byron He's, Buxton leads the league in strikeouts. Bad. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Concerning. I, you still okay with I'm that? I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not okay with it. But the guy's got so much stinking talent. There's so yeah. many talented players that have just looked completely overmatched when they first get called up. And Mike Trout? He may be... Yeah, but did Mike Trout strike out seventy percent of his at bats for no, his first hundred and fifty at bats? He was bad, but he was. No, there's no perfect comparison you're ever going to find anybody. I mean, there's a, but there's a long list of good players that struggled when they first came up. He's got so much talent. I'm not going to worry as much about him yeah. as I am Byung-ho Park. Now, there's somebody that I legitimately worry will never be able to hit major league pitching. Yeah, I was so optimistic they, after the Park bang on Friday. I was so optimistic. Yeah. I thought, oh, there that it was is. like needed a week. the most hung curveball ever. That was yeah. the most hung curveball. He will only see that. He will not see that often enough to make a living as a major league hitter. Yeah, that, he will get four of those of this year. Yeah, that's right. He just won't see that often enough. What he will see are the changeups and the fastballs that are just perplexing to him. That he is. So far behind. He's got a beautiful swing. Tons of power. I love it. When he can extend. But, and, uh, yeah. It just, he seems just, like he has one of those swings quick. that's real slow got, to get going. Well, it's he's got fast hands and he's strong, but he's, holy shit, he just doesn't have a clue what he's doing up there right now. That wor- that worries me. That's fair. That's valid. Sano doesn't worry me. He'll figure it out. Buxton I have a lot of confidence he's going to figure this out. He's, he started slow and ended up figuring it out at every level he's ever been at. The thing about Buxton is he strikes out every at-bat, but I still want him in the major leagues just mm-hmm. because I want to see what he can do in the major leagues. Just let him, just let him be. Just let him be. That's, my, that's where I'm at. He's becoming uh, like oh, a yeah, family member. You throw, him out, every, you throw yep. him out there every goddamn day. I mean, I don't, don't take him out of the line. He really is becoming yeah. very much a favorite. I just... Mm-hmm. I care about him yeah. like to I'm very weird, nervous like, every time we get him like oh my god please please let him hit the ball this time uh and i'm like <laughs> it's a fucking like single to left field and i'm like my heart is soaring mm-hmm. <laughs> who gives a shit you know just oh dabbing at your eyes yeah yeah exactly He's up right before our eyes yeah it's you just, look so happy some, some people just sort of for whatever reason they just sort of burrow in. They almost feel like family members to you. And he's one of them where I'm just like mm-hmm. cheering for him way more than a regular person. Uh, it's weird. Is it is it unreasonable that I'm far more concerned about Perkins than I am about Buxton? No, that's very no, he's 32. You have to be more of the, the I think, I, think I am. Oh, yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, it depends yeah, totally on what fair. you meet, what your expectations were. If, if, if you thought Buxton was going to be like a a five war player this year. No, that's that's crazy. But if you thought he'd be able to eventually hold his own and play great defense, no, I, I think you're totally right. So here's here's what you can hang your hat on. If you if you just want to even think of a sliver of hope. If you're I just searching it. for a sliver of hope. I need it. Do you want one? Yep. That major league baseball players go through slumps hitting. That happens. And they'll They'll get it figured out, and they'll come out of the hitting. The starting pitching has not been as bad as the bullpen. There, there have been glimpses of, you know, Irvin has been okay. 
he, he's he's pitched okay. Mm-hmm. Santana. Uh, my guy Gibby has just been a train wreck, and I really wanted him to step up. I know, yeah. And you know, and, and he didn't do it, and that my, makes me my grumpy. Bro. That my bro. That's I, what I wanted him again this year. So that's yeah, great. put yeah. it on his shoulders and say, "All right, guys, we started zero and six. I'm going to turn this thing around." And he didn't do it. He didn't come to play, and that makes me angry. I expected more out of him. You expected him to be goal, like a jump on my back, boys type player. I did. That's what I was looking for, and he didn't do it. So I'm disappointed in him. Jump on my back, but boys. Uh, you know, Malone, uh, mom, you know, I, Mama T. Mommy T. Didn't look terrible. <laughs> um, the Lasko looked all right. My point is the bullpen has is, is looked the worst, but what is the e- of the, all the components in baseball, all the different segments of baseball, what's the easiest thing to fix? It's probably the bullpen. Like, if there's anything that you can go out, you can't, if you have a bad offense, you can't go out in the trade deadline and just transform your offense. That's super hard to do. I think the Mets did that last year when they, um, Went out and got Yoanis. 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 That's super hard <laughs> to do. It is rare. Yeah. Super hard to do. But what you can do at the trade, can you transform your your bullpen? Oh, fuck yeah. You, How many years has Terry be? Ryan done it? Oh, zero. <laughs> what, what about, about Matt but, Camps? Yeah, look, I'm trying <laughs> What here. about Cat Maps? Of all the things, though. Cat Maps. I never cat Maps. That's a good one. <laughs> can you transform your starting pitching? Yeah, no. That's pretty hard to pretty hard to do i think the bullpen's the easiest but i'm just grasping at no this is good i'm sorry i should have let you have your moment this was a yes and moment and i took i took it and just tore down the brainstorm session the twins do have a number of exciting hard-throwing young relievers in the minors Mm -hmm. so that's something they do we just need them except for nick birdie who's hurt now (laughs) (laughs) nothing good can happen Nothing. He throws we too hard. Anything good ever? Yeah. I mean, when we've learned this time and time again, if you have somebody in your organization that's throwing a hundred miles an hour, just fucking call him. It's up. over. Just call him up right away because he's got about yep. two weeks left to live. <laughs> you just got to get him up here. I don't give a <laughs> no, shit. It's already too late. Just drafted him. He'll be dead. Just us talking about it. Already too late. He's, dead. he's already he's, got Tommy John. It's already he's, over. He's on the Oregon Trail and he's got dysentery. <laughs> just call him up now because two weeks from now, he's somehow dead. his tricep muscle has fallen off the bone. And uh, he's going to die. So that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, you can't count on those those lighting in a bottle. They're too beautiful to live, these 100 mile an hours. TBTL. Hey, that's a. That's a podcast. That's, that's, that's what the Seattle update was for. That's a shout out. I know. Yeah, I'm right. Hey, guys. Hey, Luke. Hey, love other guy on TBTL. That's Andrew. Andrew Walsh. <laughs> Andrew Walsh, yep. Yep. Melrose Place. L and Los a. Angeles Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Well, Clarence, I appreciate you trying to talk me through the slivers because we need the slivers uh, again. It's early, no big deal. Most of the other things like Rosario looking lost, he's fine. Uh, Jared Murphy looking like a high schooler up there, he'll be fine. <laughs> so the rest of them will be fine. You win tomorrow. Doge, Doge will be tomorrow, fine. Then? Yep. Then on, uh, th- then you come back Thursday. You win the series. Mm-hmm. Then th- you just keep building on that. Just keep, just win a series. Plug away. Th- then you build on that. I'm proud I'm of asking. us that we're optimistic about an 0 seven baseball team. About the team that we've I probably been be. more pessimistic about than anybody else. 
in the media, the lamestream media, which we're a part of. The Wild have a playoff game the night before I have a day off of work, and I don't give a shit. What else am I going to do? I have to be optimistic. So, yeah. The Gophers' athletics are a disaster. Fire. I can see it out my window, the fire over the horizon. (laughs) How bad Gophers' athletics are. What else am I going to do? The only good news would be if that fire somehow caught and uh, burned the Viking Stadium to the ground. Yep. That'd be good news. That would be legitimately would make me happy. That would, yeah. Start over. Yeah. Good. Oh, then Ziggy collects the insurance check. Of course. And they build him probably another stadium. Oh, yeah. So well, that's good. That's good. That's, those are good construction jobs, Clarence. That's true. Legitimate construction jobs. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'd cash that check right away, though, if I'm you guys. Just. <laughs> yes. <I've... laughs> yeah. Don't put that one in your your glove box. Don't dilly-dally with that one. Well, Clarence, I I want you to be right about Team 2016. I know you're on a limb, and being a person who's been on a limb before, uh, mostly with drinking a protein shake every day and getting laughed at, I know it's an uncomfortable place to be, and (laughs) I wanted you to be right. It's not a protein shake. It's It's protein shake. Protein slurry. Leave me alone. <laughs> that guy, yeah. Well, that's what I do like because the guy invented fucking uh, what, Slim Fast or whatever. <laughs> Getting just accolades. Yeah. Smartest man alive. Yeah. You invented a thing that's already been invented. Slow your roll. light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, it's hard being on the limb and you did it and it's not working out for you, but I... It, I have faith. No, no, it's not. not <laughs> it's really not. Not quite. The no. sifting. <laughs> There's so much yeah, sifting just, yep. in progress. Sifting through the bodies of people who were on the bandwagon. Have jumped it's off just me right now. I got I suspect it's pretty lonely I would, up here. The right I don't see anyone else. The bandwagon is over on the side of the road. It's not. There's no flames shooting out from under the hood yet. But something's mm, wrong. It, something's wrong. Something's wrong there's, with this thing. You might want to climb <laughs> on there. We're opening the hood to see what's For going sure on. For sure, pop the hood. I mean, immediately pop that hood. Maybe evacuate. I don't even know what I'm looking at in here. It's <laughs> one of them Polish motors that I don't even know. You open it up and it's the trunk. It's like, fuck, the engines. <laughs> it's just four air filters on the top for no good reason. Why are so many air filters on this thing? <laughs> so, windshield washer still on, it. on top of the engine. Good for you. Well, I'm we'll check still back on in. The bandwagon. Yeah, you need to be. It's uh, lonely. Just see I it won't, through. I won't lie. I continue We're to be so on. Broad. I'm on team this year plus two years, as I have been for yeah, the past the four years. Fuck. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Should we move on to happier times? Yes. Sure. What do you got? You guys want to move on to what are the uh, number one organization in uh, Minnesota? So hold on here. We had a, we have a Boston sports uh, update here. All right. Um, Boston is currently um, the, the Celtics are slated to play the Hawks. Hawks in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Brad Stevens is a goddamn genius. Um, Hawks are pretty good though. It's a four or five matchup. You got to figure. What the hell are we doing right now? We're doing the Boston <laughs> sports update for Boston Matt Brick, update. The, 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 the uh, weatherman for Channel Four. Who oh. you are interacting with today who matt brickman from shout out to matt brickman favorite weather guy 
Somebody, um, Donnelly, I think, was recommending the sportive to him, and then you were responding. So we got a new listener, John. We got to treat him like gold. Weatherman? You got to treat him like yeah, gold, the morning John. Weatherman. Oh, man. We love our audience. But he's not the Channel 4 guy that looks like his face is painted on a mask, which is worn over the face. Sorry, I just saw this. No, he was on Channel 11. Oh, good. Jesus. There's a guy on Channel 11 that looks like like a fake human. That got dark really quick. Oh, my God. (laughs) That guy doesn't listen to us. Turn on Channel 11 on the weekend. You weren't watching old episodes of Hannibal? (laughs) 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 I don't know why he's eating this guy. This has nothing to do with that cold front. I turned on the weekend news the other the other day on Saturday and visibly recoiled from the possible human that was on television. So possible human. Okay, I, I know Diana Pierce listens, so I think that is unfair to say to Diana. Pierce. It wasn't Paul Majors. It you wasn't should Diana apologize Pierce. to Diana Pierce right now. Oh boy, that was great. Uh, following up on Brad Stevens, he's so smart. There's going to be like a half a dozen college coaches hired after him that owe him most of their paycheck, starting with Billy Donovan and Fred Hoiberg, two other college coaches that have come up this year and have been pretty shitty, all because of Brad Stevens. So those guys should pay Brad. Go Boston. And Celtics get all of the draft picks this coming year? I think they've got like 70. Well, well. Not Sam Hinkie level. Uh, the Sixers have more coming to them. Oh, but Boston's okay. looking pretty good, too. They well, made a, a great hire. Team gets a lot of picks, too, in addition to the Sixers. The so. Sixers and a competent team. Yes, there are two yeah, teams okay. that have extra picks okay. this year. So the, I think the Celtics are maybe one year away from actually being a threat to the juggernaut out west. But. Um, I could see them. I could see them giving Cleveland a run for their money should they get past the Hawks. So wow. Anyway, there, there's your Boston Sports Minute, Matt Brickman. And hey, thank Matt. you for listening. Thank you for listening. Do we have a sounder for that? Like some music intro and outro? <laughs> Which is someone just starts singing Sports Minute up to Boston. No, I need a feeling. Yeah, I get a tin whistle and an uncle who won't pay child support. Does that count? That's too long like of a it. title, Stu. Nice okay, driver. That's sorry. too long yeah, of a good title. effort, but I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, brevity disqualify that one. Yeah. Um, no. When I said I wanted to talk about the most su- successful sports franchise, I of course meant the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Saints. The Minnesota. <laughs> you can't deny it's the Saints. They got a seventy million dollar ballpark for an independent league, minor league baseball team. That is possible. That's yeah, as successful as successful them. gets right there. Just a quick recap of the Wolves' season. They won 20. Well, I think they still have one game. doesn't matter. They won 28-ish games. They won 16 <laughs> the year before, 12 to 13 win improvement. That's great. Um, all of this season improvement is due to Carl Anthony Towns, and everything else we're talking about is means almost nothing. Uh so some of the other guys developed a little bit, and it's a little bit of the young guys that are pretty good, and Sam Mitchell seems to be pretty. Has People like issues. him a lot, whatever. None no, of it. no one likes him a lot. No one likes Sam Mitchell. Oh, the local lamestream media is all about getting him rehired. That's what I think. Really? Oh, yeah. The people he's been yelling at all year for Why? no good reason? I thought they hated him. They like him. Yeah. No. I think they like Who him. Who in the lamestream media? I haven't seen in the past few weeks anybody taking him down. I've seen more reports of... That's because of the Timberwolves. They're on page nine of the sports section at this point. <laughs> no. Okay. What I mean is I think that they're reporting the truth, and I think the truth is he's going to be coming back in all of the tea leaves that they're reading. Probably pretty smart. You know, they know what they're doing. 
uh, are saying that he's going to be back next year. Krasinski thinks he's coming back. And I told you, lose. Dang it. Now you're going to get him back. You he's... won too many games. I <laughs> tried to tell you. The cat Nobody sleep in the house. One Nobody night. wanted to hear it. Nobody wanted to hear it. Here's where I need. Here we are. This is why I should have. I, I still don't have your um, cell phone number, Clarence. I should have texted you to do. I told you. I told you. And I know I told you. <laughs> you got to listen. That would have been, been perfect timing. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, so. Bitches. And it's fine. I mean, I think we probably have said it before, but I love Sam Mitchell as a person. He seems like a great dude. He's like super. Great. No, he seems like an angry dude. No, he seems like a, a grump. Yeah. Um, but he's like your, but he's like a very caring grump. Like he cares so much about these kids that he ends up like getting into their business a little bit too much and yelling at them about for failing to set a pick in practice. And for the most part, I think our point of view has been like, dude, you got to rise above that and be more of a head coach and not the assistant coach you're used to being and just working on like chess pass versus bounce pass. He's admitted to like working on Zach with Zach Levine on that. My point of view is like, have one of your minions do that and you should be working on how to create a modern offense right like an actual be the ceo and not a fucking middle manager and i do believe that and i still think that but he is like a change no he's not he's not you're right 40 that's that's who he is it's too late it's too late and that's who he is you should be angry i well i'm just saying the precursor is i don't think that i think that he's a grump and that's fine but i do think that he like works hard and cares and and is and the the lessons he's teaching them are good lessons it just shouldn't be him doing that i think that's my point like he seems like the world's best assistant coach yeah (laughs) well i mean we've said all along he seems like he talks about the things he's doing with players and you think this would be an excellent activity for an assistant coach. Yes, it's great. You need to stop doing that. And he's not going to stop, and that's just they're going to be who they're going to be. And my point is, if they end up becoming a juggernaut powerhouse that we want them to become, it's because of Cat. Like, that's mm-hmm. the answer to all of this. Um, it's the answer to a million Kat. different things that we keep sort of talking about all year, and it's Carl Anthony Towns is the answer. Um and I think it's sort of similar. I don't want to get into it again because I know you guys don't want to get into it in, but like when you look at a, a situation like the Sixers, why they failed, the answer again is Carl Anthony Towns. Well, why also they didn't the fail. GM drafted three well, centers in a row that couldn't play together. Right. But because yeah. they didn't get Carl Anthony Towns, that looks like a failure, right? If they would have no, won the lottery, it looks Carl like An- a failure because they drafted three centers in a row who couldn't play together. <laughs> okay. So if they, let, let's put it this way if they had drafted the first two, Noel and then Embiid and then won the lottery and won Towns. No one gives a shit about the other two, right? And no one gives a shit about what else they have. Well, I think on. they still point out that Joel Embiid is drinking mango juice in Egypt or wherever he is right now. Maybe, but how much have you heard anybody talking about how we uh, basically gave up a first rounder for KG all the time? Yeah, I'm all sure. the time people yeah. talk about that. How much do people talk about that we gave up a first rounder for Adrian Payne, who paid played 11 minutes? We this gave year. up a first rounder for, for Adrian, Adrian Payne, Payne. Uh, and all the Is other. Is that an actual con- thing? Hold on, let's back up here for a yeah. second. When did that it, happen? It happened. It actually happened last this year? year. No, we gave up a, a first rounder to a future first rounder to the Atlanta Hawks for Adrian Payne. Why the did Atlanta we Hawks. do that? Flip likes him. He liked him in college, and he loves Tom Izzo. And Tom Izzo said he was good. He was a Michigan State guy. So does anybody talk about that anymore? No. And the answer to that that question 
is Carl Anthony Towns. Nobody gives a shit about all these terrible moves that the Wolves made. Brandon, I concede this argument to you. Nobody talks about the other bad <laughs> draft picks, contracts, whatever, right? Nobody. To be fair, and, Britton Brower talked about it on at least two of their podcasts. Okay, I, I'm yeah, generalizing the with the nobody. The most popular <laughs> sports podcast in Minnesota after one episode. I'm, I'm generalizing, but nobody gives a shit because T- Towns paints over all those mistakes that the organization has made, right? And I don't think we were really that concerned about like, oh boy, that first rounder we have in the future that we have to give up. Fuck, that's that was a terrible move because it's we don't care anymore. We do care about the Sixers and how this move and that move and whatever else happened because there's nothing else to hang on because they didn't get Towns. Well, true, but they're also a legitimate ever... basketball team. Sure. I don't think I've mentioned this to you, Brandon. Oh, I am workshopping. I it's it's not ready for prime time yet. It's not ready yet. Okay. But it, it's getting there. It's pri- It's airtight. Airtight comparison. Sam Hankey, George W. Bush. <laughs> and okay. one of these days, I mean, I've been meaning to quit Twitter yep. for quite a while. That's why I'm going out because it's going to make everybody. It's going to make everybody on the left shit. It's going to make everybody on the right shit. Everybody right down the middle is going to shit. Yet again, sports fans going to shit. Everybody's going to be angry. And how perfect! That's this how is. I'm going out. So you're going to do it, That's and people I'm are going to Thelma and Louise. Their minds are blown. And then I'm, that'll be my last tweet. No, not blown. Not minds blown. Like, oh my god, that's amazing. But just angry. Oh, okay. Angry okay. It's all going to be focused hatred at me. I'm gonna make everybody hate me, and then I'm gonna quit. Is it um, is it accurate at all, or is it just because those are two very polarizing people, and it'd be hilarious to try to somehow accurate, airtight? Sam Hinkie, George W. Bush, hundred percent accurate, airtight, and it's right now it's at like eighty-seven percent. So you're workshopping it. You're workshopping it. You're working. Ends. I got to tie up. Yeah, so you do dry runs. You do like Twitter drafts, and then you just delete them. I do the draft, then delete. I do it. like mock, like mock dress. I anticipate what the comebacks are going to be for the things that I say, and then I got to tie up those loose ends. Yep, yeah. I'm getting there. I got, I'm like, there's like seven. You know, somebody's going to say something, then I'll say something back. Then they'll say it X, Y, or Z back. Like one of those old books where you can you do you want to do this or do you want to do choose that? your own adventure? Get down to the end of the book. Choose okay. your own adventure books. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. You've I'm got like a, a a room, like a storage room in your house, and you've got like white paper and like the push mm-hmm. pins and the yarn. A beautiful mind. <laughs> you got like a beautiful mind scenario going on just to make sure that you're George W. Bush and Sam Hinkie. And you're just putting it out there. You're not making a judgment call on either Sam nor George W. Bush. You're just putting it out there because it makes sense. And then you just watch I'm just the world. I'm telling burn. you, it exists. And then you and immediately then throw it out there after like. Your seven thousand tweets that at me, uh, you delete your account and it's over. It's all, it's it, all like gone. a fart in the wind. We never hear from you again. Blazing never ever. Yet again, Clarence even... with the political talk. So political. He's so political. It's not even political. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. You know it. Old George Bob Will. politics. Got the McLaughlin group. Bob politics. Um, well, let's get to an Ask Sportive really quick as we, I'm using that loosely, I know it's just me talking, uh, are talking about the Wolves. Uh, our friend, uh, old Kay Mundahl, Chris, I believe, Christian, anyway, uh, <laughs> he's a good guy. People on Twitter aren't real people. I met him IRL, and he's a super good dude. 
what are the odds the Wolves legit fuck up this nice Carl Anthony Towns Wiggins nucleus they have, or is Towns unfuck upable? So obviously the default is they'll fuck it up. One hundred percent. Why on earth would Dennis, after the podcast, in, the podcast intern already responded? Denny, the intern, 100%. has said it's it's happening. They're going to fuck it up um, because I think Carl Anthony Towns, uh, a once in a generation player like him, like Kobe, like Duncan, like whoever, can get you like they can solve about eighty percent of your problems just by being amazing. Um, but it's not guaranteed. I mean. Barkley never won one. Uh, Anthony Davis is on a shitty team right now, even though he's incredible. Carl um, Malone, I mean, he's gonna—he should be better than Carl Malone, but whatever. Never won one. There's a bunch of guys that can that have been franchise unbelievable players that just didn't couldn't get you all the way there. You know, I know it's whatever, but Jordan couldn't get there until he had an amazing player with Pippen next to him. That's uh, just how it works. It's how basketball works. You cannot do it alone. Nobody has ever done it alone. I feel so, like Michael Wilbon is going to show up and just pound us all into the ground. See, right somehow, now. yeah, he's a listener. He's a listener. Um, we know that. We've heard from mm-hmm. him, his people, a lot. Um, so they'll fuck it up because just the way they fucked up KG of like, you need to surround him with competence. And again, we have not seen anybody in this organization ever figure out how to surround with competence, even but with their fantastic he- luck with Wiggins. Uh, next to him and Rubio next to him. I feel like somehow they're still going to fuck that up. I just don't know how. It's going to be something amazing we haven't even thought of yet. Can the Wolves do it in as terrible a manner as they did with KG with an illegal contract handed out to another player? Can they do that such a high bar. It's It's impressive. It's hard to do something that stupid. I don't even know what you'd have to do. uh, Glenn will find a way. You just continue to put like six people on the court? (laughs) <laughs> Enough till you get like taking the guys away from consistently you. <laughs> forget how many players are allowed on a basketball team. Swapping jerseys, you just all of a sudden get one guy in a, the other team's jersey as a strategy. I mean, yep. something even dumber than an underground, uh, under the table contract. It's going to be hard incredible. To get dumber to see. from a front office standpoint, it's hard to come up with something dumber. What about the time when we drafted that second rounder that ended up being like thirty five years old? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that Nagambo or something? I don't remember. It, it was probably Khan. I'm guessing it was Khan. Yeah, I'm guessing it was Khan. Total, like, the guy was, was like, a Khan job Eby? or something. No, not him. Duty Eby was, like, 11. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually a middle schooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how they're going to fuck it up. Sir, they will. Mr. Mundal. But they will somehow figure it out. Yep. It'll happen. Using history as our guide. Um. So that's that. So that was our uh, that was our ask supportive. Um, do we have any? Uh, should we do a couple quick hits before we get moving? Yep, we got to go, right? Of course. Yeah, I'm getting there. As one as always, it's one thirty in the morning. Yeah, poor Denny with our podcast. Poor Denny, the intern is next Denny to us. Is going to have real this. trouble. Um, Stu and I want to give a co shout out to Surly Extra Citra Beer. It's fucking fantastic. Really good. Uh, drink that as much as I possible. I got some in my fridge. I just yeah. haven't had it yet. Describe it for me. Quick review. It is using Citra Hops, which if anybody has ever had Toppling Goliath Pseudo Sue, which I'm drinking That's right now. That's not a real thing. Pseudo Sue uses the same hop, which is Citra, and it's a very it's less like piney than a than a Furious and less florally, uh, more of, of, I guess, just a little bit sweeter, more citrusy. The, Maybe I'm just saying that because it's called Citra, but it does feel like a more fruity type. 
And it's very smooth. It's unbelievably smooth. I will say that this podcast, other than the time we talked for like a half hour about Austin, Texas, this podcast has never been whiter than it is right now. Oh, well, uh, talking just about you wait, we're going to be moving on to other white person topics right. in a second here. Uh, Stu, do you have anything to add that I've, have I misspoken? Um, no, and also it's at the, um, if you're used to paying a little extra for Surly, it's at a lower price point. It's only, uh, I think, uh, seven forty nine at my liquor store for a four mm. packs. And, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, That's uh, a good deal. Good deal for all you drinkers. And, and it's only 4.5%, so you don't get, you know... Stupid off of it. Good deal it's for a, all you volume drinkers. I'm not, yes. For volume drinkers, <laughs> it is a, it's not, not good for Clarence on Thursday night. You can use that I'm tomorrow out. during the baseball game, but don't use it for the hockey game on yeah. Thursday. They're okay. That's you, you pull out the 10 and 11s for that one. Just to get a little bit wider, let's talk Sturgill Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, new album has come out, or is it just the sneak preview this week? Yeah, sneak previews out at uh, the uh, NPR's uh, first listen. Uh, site. <laughs> so our resident, uh, and although John may overtake him at some point here because he's his eyes are looking back in his head, he's so happy right now. Our resident Sturgill expert is Clarence. Clarence, do you have any thoughts on the album? <clears throat> oh, I, yeah, it uh, it's available on NPR. Like we just said, it's coming out soon. I think the yeah. end of the week. I think it comes out on Friday. Yeah, that's that's true. Friday, yeah. Friday, um, yeah whatever day it is let's say the 15th sure let's do the 15th it uh it is a far departure from his past two efforts mm-hmm. so he was in a originally in a, a kind of a rocky bluegrass type band sunday valley that's that was his first band and then he went solo and put out a put out a uh, a very traditional country album that got him some critical acclaim but it wasn't uh it wasn't super widely accepted then his last album was meta modern sounds which was that's what really launched him into uh, into the next level uh, but you know it wasn't it was tr- it was country music but it was i think psychedelic country is the word i've heard um it certainly wasn't fully traditional country. It had some of that on it, but uh, there was a lot of rock and and a psychedelic country. I think is a good label for it. But what Sturgill Simpson has always said for years is, "I am, I'm not going to keep making country music records. I I'm going to do what I want. I'm probably going to make like four records, and they're all going to be completely different. A lot of them are not going to be country albums." And that's what I'm going to make. But nobody wanted to hear it. Like, no, nobody. So every interview he ever did, he's like, nah, my next record's not going to be a country album. All right, well, looking forward to that country album. Sturgill, really going to look forward to it. No, I'm just trying to tell everybody, just brace yourself. This next album is not going to be country. And everybody's like, all right, really? I can't wait to get that traditional country music sound. For so country rock then? Or? So, yeah, so the next album comes out, this new one, and it's not traditional country music. And you're hearing some people kind of pan on it for that reason, like, "Well, this isn't this isn't traditional country." He's like, "No shit, that's what I've been screaming for five years. That's not what I'm going to continue to do." So, uh, I mean, you know, the people that I guess had been paying attention somewhat knew that. It wasn't going to be a country album. They didn't quite know what it was going to be. 
you know, was, was it going to be just hard rock? Was it going to be Motown? Was it going to be something completely different? And that's, it's got all these different uh, components of that in it, but it certainly is not a traditional country album. I, I love it. I, I think it's great. It's, it's something different. Um, but I could see how people that just what they like in traditional country music won't like it. And that's fine. That's, that's their genre, that that's the only thing they like, then no, you're, you're not going to like this album. Well, I thought it was good. Very ambitious. A lot of horns and strings and yeah. super just epic. The, yeah. I was not surprised at the epic Kings, nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just it's, good. Uh, it is, and it's it's melodic, and it's orchestral in some places, and it's uh, you know, it's a letter to his son is what he basically is what he said. I sat down and I wrote a letter to my son, and these are all the things that I want to tell him. So, um, I think that's kind of a neat, yeah, you know, component to it. So they're not going to see it here. It's an it's certainly also an actual album. Because they're, yeah, they're, so. yeah, true. As yeah. to mutters to his family here. Sorry. <laughs> you know, on the NPR site, there was some note that said you can't play individual songs from this album by request from the artist who wants yeah. you to play the whole thing. That was interesting. Which was fine because having listened to it a couple times, I don't think there's a single song on there yeah. that I would want to play separately, but I would listen to the album many more times. I like Brace for Impact a lot. I know that's yeah, like that's the, really that's a me. solid song. I mean, yeah, that's, I think you're right. Like, it took a few times, but I'm really into that now. I could, I'm gonna put that on a playlist. But you're right. I think besides that, it's just sort of they all kind of flow into it. And there was into each other. There was somewhat of a sport of controversy a couple of weeks ago when uh, his cover of In Utero came in bloom. In bloom. In bloom. Sorry, which was on In Utero. In Utero came out. No, but it was on. Never mind. But that's okay. Oh my goodness. It's okay. Next start. It's all right. Was I even alive in the nineties? Nope. <laughs> watching sports. I was watching but don't, sports. So you watching rugby. <laughs> I couldn't watch rugby. It was the nineteen nineties. John, you rugby. and I. I've gotten you. You're distracting me with these sports, but I want to get back <laughs> to the album. You're distracting me with my desire to talk about nineteen nineties rugby. But let's get back to talking about Sergio Simpson. Yep. When that came out, I listened to it once. Didn't like it. And it was because Nirvana was basically anti-lyrical, and Sturgill has always been basically lyrical. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, an, it was a bad fit. But if you listen to it in the context of the album, it's an extremely good fit with the album. Yeah. And I like it a thousand times more on mm-hmm. the album. So it's just me, then. That I'm what? the only one on the island I, that doesn't like that. I hung up on you, too. When you ripped, I hung up on you too. I don't think you even noticed, which is fine. But uh, uh, well, I thought we just you lost you. I didn't know that you just legitimately were like, "Fuck no, I hung up. you!" I got angry. Wow. Yep, I got angry. I don't know. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I did. I just. How many times have you actually hung up? On, we've always thought many. you just as we always thought you had a bad connection, <laughs> but plans have been hanging up on bell. every podcast for like four years now. A handful. It's obviously not been very effective because I, I drop out. Well, so the much. problem is you don't have that uh, noise anymore, where it's like the. <laughs> Where we know that yeah. it just boop. I might have to actually say, "Hey, I'm hanging up." And then hang up. That might be more effective than just doing. It. I'm out. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. Well, that's fine. I just thought, um, and it is better on the album. But you know, I just think his other stuff is better. It's so hard to. Uh, my way I judge covers is 
Does this make me want to press play again on this one or just go back and listen to that original, which was so awesome? And that one made me just want to so, like go back and listen to the original in Bloom because it's fucking amazing. It's so good. It is. I actually, I legitimately, I'm not exaggerating. I did go back and listen to Nirvana after I heard that cover. I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that first half of Nevermind. Um, mind hit blown. after hit after hit after hit. Yeah, it's seven songs in a row. Of just like, are you fucking me, yeah. kidding me? It gets, that song still gets me. God. Ugh. It gets me going. Yeah. So there's a song on there called Oh Sarah. It's my favorite song by Sturgill Simpson. It was originally done with his old band, Sunday Valley. It's an old song, and it's about his wife, and it, uh, it is a uh, beautifully written song. It's a very honest song. Um, it's a confessional song to his wife, and I love it. And I love his version of it with Sunday Valley the best. That's, that's my favorite. And he also does a stripped down version of it in concert where it's just him and his guitar. And that is my absolute favorite. This version of it on the album is my least favorite, but it does work within the context of the album. So I keep coming back to that because you have to listen to it, the album as a compilation, not as individual songs. But I can see how if I only heard that, Right. If I only heard that song, I would be angry with the album. Like this is that song. You murdered. You, you murdered it. You didn't do it justice. You didn't make it better. You made it worse. It is so hard to hear one version of a song, like live or in a different way, and then the recorded one is like I remember seeing uh, the Jayhawks when I was in college, and they played a song called "A Break in the Clouds" before it had come out, and they're like, "Hey, we're just working on this," and it was just this sort of hard amazing song and then i heard it on the album and it was like the kind of a slower country song i'm like you fucking fuckers why it was so much <laughs> better when i heard it yeah <laughs> it's so weird because if i had just heard the original one without hearing the other thing i'd be like oh it's good you'd have never known yeah um but it's mm-hmm. it's a weird yeah it's just a weird like place to be of like it's kind of cool that i heard that other thing but i wish i would have recorded it <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. So I'm with you. So you saw? Didn't you see him in Nashville, Clarence? Mm-hmm. I did. That's awesome. That's great. Are you going to see him again? I saw him. He he opened for uh, Isbell in oh, Nashville. Jesus, I forgot and about that. It was just. Actually, there's a little slot right in talent right there, man. <laughs> well, I think my, still my favorite is, uh, you know, the in between the Ryman. We saw him in the Ryman, mm-hmm. um, auditorium, which uh, in and of itself is amazing. And yeah. Um. You know, outside the Ryman, they got that hallway where, to the bar where Hank Williams Sr. used to, in between sets, would go have a shot at the bar, then go back to the church in the Ryman. And uh, the band was out there, Sturgill's band, and my wife asked him for to take our picture, like the the guitarist, Little Joe, whatever, <laughs> standing there smoking a cigarette. She said, hey, will you take our picture? <laughs> yeah, that was very cute. <laughs> no, you have me in it? No, no, no. Just of us two. <laughs> uh, it was Why would you was... be in this picture? That doesn't make any sense, sir. <laughs> and I, yeah. I also know that Clarence was at the Sturgill show in Minneapolis a couple years ago because Wade wandered around the show all night going, Clarence, Clarence. Oh, he no, right. he'd never met Clarence before. Oh, that was at the fine line, though. Fine line is just not good for moving around or finding oh anything. so crowded yeah, yeah. and then he was there that one for christ's sake 
It's weird, <laughs> Royce. I didn't see him. It's a tiny club, and I was looking for him. I think he was up top. Quiet! But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Does he even exist? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, then I saw Sturgill again last summer at the fair. For, he opened for Merle. Maggard. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Rest in peace. And Christopherson. I'm halfway through the long read in Rolling Stone uh, from Merle Haggard. It was a few years ago. I don't know, 10 years ago maybe? Uh, it's good. It's good. That guy was uh, about as real as it gets. Interesting it, character, it, isn't he? It? It's no realer. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, all right. John's wanting to go to bed. Got a long drive yeah. ahead of him. <laughs> it is uh, now 2.15 in the morning. Bathroom. Yeah. So uh, we should get moving. We've... Uh, I think we got to what we needed to get out of our system. Good group. Uh, mm-hmm. Go Wild. Go Twins. Go no Boston no. and Seattle. Yeah. Apparently. Go Wolves. That one game they have left probably. And go Sturgill. Yep. Go Sturgill. All right. We love when we miss you and we can't wait to see you again. Goodbye. See you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.